Welcome to Valuification of Things, your one-stop podcast on the discussion of value and especially business value. This is a forum where your host, Shree Sundaram, will be discussing topics on how to quantify value for practically any scenario. Along the way, we will have business leaders and subject matter experts describing their value journey. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this podcast episode. Hello there. I'm Sri Sundaram, your host. Today, we talk about the power of visual storytelling, how successful visual storytelling has led to some greater successes in business campaigns. In today's discussion, we dive into what visual storytelling is all about and the different visual media used to tell these stories. We explore the key business benefits that make visual storytelling effective in business campaigns. We also look at a few successful visual story campaigns that have resonated with the audience over time. I'm sure telling stories is not easy, especially visually. So we look at challenges in this area and some best practices that need to be followed. Finally, we look at the impact of generative AI in developing visual stories. Does it help or hurt? So let me introduce our guest today. Kevin Brown is a master storyteller and a creative director with over 30 years of experience. He has worked in the video game industry for companies such as EA Sports, Sony PlayStation, and Microsoft Game Studio. Kevin, I'm impressed with your tremendous experience in creative content development, and I'm all agog to hear your perspectives today. Welcome to the Valification of Things. Hi, Shri. Thanks for having me. Excited, really excited to be here today. So before we begin, let us delve into what visual storytelling is and the kinds of visual story techniques typically used. Kevin, uh, so what is visual storytelling and how is it used in business presentations? Well, visual storytelling is essentially the art of using images to tell stories. Visual storytelling can be used and leveraged to tell a wide range of stories, sometimes very simple stories, but also some can be very, very complex. So thank you for that definition, Kevin. Uh, What are some techniques typically used to narrate stories visually? Oh, great, great question. Some of the techniques that I've used and seen um, leveraged, um, it's using photography to tell stories. And photography is a great way to sort of bring in realism, um, and really bring an emotional tenant to your story. Um, other techniques are using illustrations and really bringing in a sort of mood with leveraging color and, and various different techniques there. Um, of course, using video, um, live action can really leverage the story because now you can actually act out a scenario and really bring in dialogue for a, a particular uh, persona or character. And then lastly, leveraging animation. Animation is a great way to bring in motion uh, and bring attention to various different benefits of your solution to the audience who might not get that visual cue. So so you've been a a master storyteller for a while, Uh, Kevin. Which one do you prefer? Well, I prefer all, um, to be quite honest with you, uh, Shri, all can be leveraged. And it's really about understanding 
what story you're trying to tell, how best the audience would receive that story, and most importantly, what would leverage and continue that emotional tenant throughout the story so that it ultimately resonates with your audience. Um, so thank you for that, uh, Kevin. So when you look at visual storytelling, especially in the context of business, um, you know, it, it's a powerful tool. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned already, uh, what are some benefits? Why does it make such a compelling proposition to uh, get into visual storytelling as opposed to the traditional ways of doing it? What are some what are those benefits that you have encountered? Yeah, well, those benefits um, are vast, but some that come to mind are you can increase your audience's engagement, right? The more the audience understands the story and relates to it, you're going to increase that engagement. Um, it accelerates the understanding by using storytelling techniques. Um, it accelerates the understanding of sometimes very complex uh, uh, scenarios, but understanding is really the key. Um, you can also build in strong emotional connections where you will actually relate or, as they say, empathize with a particular persona in the story. And once you have empathized or put yourself in the shoes of that character, you really, really can um, see the benefits from your own perspective. And then lastly, you can increase, of course, brand awareness. Um, you can have that tailored to the sales and marketing of your product. And so when you can see a consistent storyline through the branding all the way through the products and sales, um, it really provides a cohesive message that really lands with the audience and most importantly, with customers. Now, I'm sure in your long career, you've seen you know, fantastic visual story campaigns that have resulted in some great successes in the business world. Um, can you name a few that have particularly stood out for you that you say, you know, this is these are the ones that people should think about and when they talk about visual storytelling? Yeah, that's a really great question. You know, interestingly enough, one that comes to mind is one that some most folks should relate to and understand. And it was a Super Bowl campaign by Budweiser and it was called Puppy Love. And essentially it was the sort of relationship between a puppy, a, a little puppy, and one of the Budweiser's Clydesdales. And it was amazing how that story really resonated with the audience. They could see how the importance of friendships and most importantly, Budweiser was able to leverage their brand throughout the story. So at the end of the commercial, and I do remember this during the Super Bowl, their sales from simply that ad campaign and the timing of the Super Bowl increased Budweiser sales by 5%. Um, based wow. on that campaign, and they were able to use that data um, to continue that storytelling through the eyes of the Clydesdales. So really, really amazing work there. Oh, that is indeed compelling, uh, Kevin. A any other examples? I'm, I'm sure there's some examples from your own past. Yeah, you know, one comes to mind. Uh, this was, uh, you know, a few years ago when I worked at EA Sports as the art director for the Tiger Woods franchise. Um, and as most of you know, Working on a sports title in a sports franchise, you deliver the, the title year to year at the exact same date. It's a huge amount of customers and, and fans that are waiting for that game um, every single year. How do you increase a franchise that leverages the entire team focused on one game, 
but how do you build out a sort of franchise approach? And one of the things that I did along with my team is created uh, this, this uh, character called Cyber Tiger. And we leveraged uh, Tiger Woods, you know, his background and his uh, childhood prodigy as a golfer. And you leveraged his storyline of becoming a pro. And we built a story around it uh, where Tiger and his friends uh, progressed through their lives, but also progressed through the game and ultimately becoming Cyber Tiger, which took sort of the sports franchise into a platformer type of game, um, which ultimately really ended up being very successful for not only EA Sports, but sports franchises and the opportunity to go into platform type of games and activities um, subsequently, you know, really sort of uh, evolved from that point. And I was really proud to help develop the story and the concept around Cyber Tiger along with T Tiger Woods at the time. So isn't that isn't that uh, paradigm used today in a lot of these Madden football games and basketball games, uh, you know, video games? Uh, don't they use the same concept today? Yes, they do. And, and you know, prior to games being more simulation based, um, sports video games have evolved to being a little bit more um, entertainment based, right, where it's fun. The strategy and the, the simulation components are still there. But in a video game context, you're looking for a little extra. And that allowed for those sports franchises to sort of branch into new areas. And ultimately, EA Sports Big was developed essentially around the notion of taking sports franchises and evolving them into uh, this new frontier of, of, of platformer-based game experiences based on those franchises. So really, really excited and uh, you know, it's uh, it's sort of rewarding to see that that genre really take. So thank you for those compelling examples. So when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Kevin, where we'll get into the challenges, the best practices, and more importantly, the impact of Gen AI on all of this. This episode of Valuification of Things is sponsored by Valuefy. Valuefy is a free tool that allows you to create business value models. Go to valuefy.net and click download to begin your valuification journey. Welcome back. Today we have Kevin Brown, accomplished creative director and seasoned visual storyteller, talking about the power of effective stories in business presentations. He provided key value levers that make storytelling a compelling proposition in business enterprises. And he also provided examples of the puppy love Budweiser commercial and he also gave an example from his own past about Cyber Tiger and his influence in that campaign. Now, before we get into challenges and downsides of using storytelling, let me circle back a little bit, Kevin, and ask about what are the key ingredients in a successful story? So, Sri, the key ingredients in a successful story are very simple. Um, the, number one is who and what is the story about, right? And then having a list of characters, some can be main characters, supporting characters, or even an environment can be the character. And then lastly, your message is centered around what we call a universal truth, right? A conclusion that lands a universal truth. 
having those components or ingredients are really key to telling a compelling story uh, campaign. So in your mind, Kevin, what is a good story and what is not a good story? How would you compare and contrast yeah. the two? Great question, because I love to start off with what's not good storytelling. And what's not good storytelling is personal opinions, assertions, facts, data, ideas or arguments, um, ads or marketing, exploitation, of course, and posting content in social channel channels and just calling it a story. But what is storytelling is the emotional transfer of information through the introduction of a character, a plot, and a conclusion. If it doesn't have those components, it's not storytelling. So, so thank you for that distinction, Kevin. I, I think I learned a lot between what is a good story and what is not a good story. And I'll try to keep that in mind uh, in, in my presentations, because I think this, what you just said, applies even when it's not visual, right? Having that first, second, and third parts, yes. Um, so I'm sure, uh, Kevin, you know, in, in your line of trade, you see all kinds of challenges, uh, you know, in developing these visual stories. You know, it's not easy to keep an audience engaged, right? Uh, some of the executives, uh, they are quite busy, uh, you know, and, and it's very hard to get their complete and full attention. Um, so as you as you develop the stories and as you develop your craft, uh, what are some challenges that you see? Yeah, well, the number one is, is simply using the right visual. That's really important. Um, with generative AI, a lot of times you can have assistance, but you really need to make sure it's the right visual. Um, having a clear storyline, right? Having that plot be understood, um, having the conclusion be, be um, refined is really important to having a clear storyline. And connecting with the audience, again, pulling that emotional tenant through so that there, there is a connection with your audience. And most importantly, keeping your audience continuously engaged, meaning when you are telling a story, refer to things that the, the, that the audience can remember to keeping that emotion at its height, heightened uh, element while you're telling that story. These are some challenges that I faced and uh, some that possibly uh, should be uh, avoided if possible. Have you encountered a situation where you, know, you thought it was a great story? But it landed elsewhere. It went south, and it uh, and it completely disrupted the presentation. Have, do you have any examples of those kinds of things? Well, yeah, um, none that I like to really bring up. But since you ask, I think I will. Um, uh, and it goes back to using sort of the right visual. Uh, you, you can tell a compelling story, right? You write a narrative. You have all of the components of great storytelling, and now you need to add in the picture that is worth a thousand words. Um, it's very tempting sometimes to just go and do a quick search for an image that you think you have in your mind. But if it's not the right image, it can really be confusing. Um, and if the viewer is confused, your story does not land. They're trying to reconcile in their head those disconnects. And until they do, you've lost their attention. So, so given those challenges, uh, Kevin, what are some best practices that you would advocate? Well, yes, starting with a really strong story, as I, as I described earlier, the narrative, that's really key. But using compelling images and visuals. Um, and when I mean compelling, 
find something emotional that you want to communicate through those visuals. Um, test your story. Don't just keep the story sort of to yourself, you know, until you've gotten it to a certain state. Test it. Share it. Does it make sense? Am I still, are you still relating to the, to the main character or the persona? And then lastly, be patient. Just be patient. Rome was not built in a day. Great stories are not discovered in a day. So be patient with yourself. Continue to refine it. Iteration is key. Um, but most importantly, be patient. How, how do you test a story? How do you, what are the techniques that you use to test stories? Do you ask your friends and family to uh, listen to your story or, or something else? Yeah, so, so yes and yes. I will employ uh, friends and family, but also a technique is to sort of read it or, or try to mimic it in character, right? So it really can come to life if you can sort of, uh, you know, put that persona in character, tell the story through that character, and if it still lands, if, if it still makes sense, then you can continue building on it. But if there's a disconnect, you might want to start over again because paper is, you know, really, really cheap. You can start over again, but you want to test it to make sure that you're not spending too much time um, in something that just doesn't uh, have a, a, a good storyline and a follow through for your character. Uh, so those are indeed a good set of best practices, Kevin. As we wrap up our episode, I do want to ask you one last question uh, that's been plaguing me for a while now. Uh, the, the concept of generative AI that's taken over the business world since end of last year. How does it affect what you're doing? How does it affect visual storytelling? It, it definitely has a, a dramatic impact on visual storytelling. Personally, I really, I really like generative AI and some of the tools that um, are emerging on the market. Um, one of the things that I've leveraged generative AI is to quickly tell a story. I can put in a few elements of a story um, with a character um, and I can quickly get a first pass draft of a story which allows for me to really sort of to edit the story and to refine the story as opposed to just building out the story and then working on it from that. So it does add a little uh, time savings in terms of building up a story in the foundation. However, I personally have learned that it can't just be taken verbatim. It has to be sort of um, matured or modeled or refined from a personal standpoint to really get the, 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 the true power of storytelling uh, through it. I've also used image creation tools, some that are in Adobe Suite, as you can imagine, and um, other platforms like uh, Bedtime Story. AI is a really great one. It allows you to tell stories and write a narrative, but it also can recommend images uh, so that you can build out a storyboard. But once again, um, you can't use them as verbatim. You can refine them. You might want to try a few other images to sort of make sure it's telling the story correctly. But it certainly does save a lot of time. And most importantly, it allows you to refine stories versus spending a lot, you know, time building out the story. So what you're telling me, Kevin, is um, you can use Gen AI as a supplement to your skill, but it's not going to replace your skill. No, at this at this juncture, now, you know, I, I can't predict the future, but currently, 
um, the human aspect is still required to make sure that the story lands, right? I mean, you can spend a lot of time, hit the button and you get a great story, um, so it seems, but if it doesn't land again with the audience, um, it's, 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 it's a waste. Um, things that you can think about that allow uh, Gen AI to really um, uh, you know, help and aid in your workflow is that it can create more realistic images. So you could go from sort of you know, um, a, a square and a circle and a, a couple of lines in a storyboard to, to be a human, you can actually have a little bit more of a refined human. Um, it also can allow you to personalize those visual stories. You can actually bring in the same character, have them doing a wide range of different things to personalize it. Um, you can also generate, you know, additional new stories out of an existing story. And then lastly, it just accelerates, accelerates creativity. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Positioning yourself to sort of, you know, leverage that right brain, continue to, to refine the storytelling techniques. But what Gen AI does currently is really accelerate that, that creativity, uh, of which I really, really appreciate. Thank you. Thank you for those uh, insightful perspectives, Kevin. Uh, thank you for being a guest on today's topic of uh, visual storytelling for effective business presentations. Um, appreciate you being on this episode of The Valification of Things. Thank you, Shri. Thanks for having me. Thank you for watching this episode. Today, we had Kevin Brown, seasoned creative director and master storyteller, talking to us about the power of using visual storytelling to drive effective business presentations. He talked about the business benefits of using this technique it also provided some successful examples of visual storytelling campaigns. We talked about challenges, best practices, and the impact of Gen AI in developing visual stories. In future episodes, we will continue to dwell on the valification of things with other thought leaders and industry executives. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this episode of Valification of Things. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. If you did, please share this episode with your friends and family, and don't forget to leave a review. We're always looking for ways to improve and bring in the best content possible. If you want to be featured on this podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at valuification.com.